So when I was in my office earlier, it's funny how the enemy's timing on things. I was just praying, Lord, let, let this service happen. Let it happen. You know, on the way here, I have got, I had a migraine, obviously something dizzy as could be. Just mad. Like, that's, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Because it's important to communicate God's word this morning. It's important for us as a family to have this time together. It's not a time to go to plan B. It's a time to say, God, we're going to press forward. We're going to do what we're going to do. So in that, I was thinking about yeah, excellent speakers. Yes, Tina said 70 people. That was for a, a volunteer training. We had some excellent speakers yesterday. I see you, Anita. I see you back there. We had some excellent training that went on. And it was a beautiful thing when you sit down to lunch with 70 people who are doing so much within a church. And so what we wanted to do today is we wanted to take a, a few minutes and just highlight the importance of serving. I'm reminded of this immediately. A birthday party. We had a birthday party recently for Ella. We had it at her Aunt Kristen's house. And when children are at a birthday party, there are two things that they are concerned with. The first one is cake. And the second one is present time, right? But here's what's really cool. This is really cool. So Ella's younger cousin, Brooklyn, she was so excited for present time for Ella. You know, when I was a kid, I'd be like, there aren't my presents. That's cool. <laughs> but it was such a cool thing to see a kid be excited for another kid to get things and not just excited she would want money and saved it up to buy something special for Ella that she just knew she would want. And that really, it got in my spirit this week. It wasn't just about the giving, but it was about the joy of seeing someone else receive. Matthew 18, two through four says this, then Jesus called a little child to him set him in the midst of them and said, assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Now, here's what I picked up on as I'm reading this over and over. Unless you are converted and... And it's the and that we can struggle with in church. Oh, we're good when it comes to conversion. We're good when it comes to, to church, to attendance, to different things. But being childlike can be tough. According to my wife, I've got it nailed down. But being childlike can be tough at times. Maturing in Christ is a beautiful thing. But it's also beautiful when you see kids preach a sermon by what they do. That Carrie had made that we were talking. Example. Those new connection cards that Carrie had made that we were talking about, they were not in the backs of the seats at 10 o'clock this morning, were they? 
So Dina turned to the work crew of two kids and said, hey, could you do this? And you know what they didn't say? They didn't say, let me go to prayer about that, Sister Dina. They pulled the old ones out and they put the new ones in and it was a beautiful thing. Maturing is a great thing. If we are progressing on the God path, if we are walking on the God path, then maturing is a logical outcome of the things that God's going to do. Ephesians 4.1 tells me this. It says, walk worthy of the calling. When I read it, I hear it in a way almost of God saying, Son, walk worthy of your calling. Walk worthy of your calling. Don't just say Christian things, but know that there are specific giftings that I have placed inside of you that I need you to begin to walk in for the church to be what it needs to be. It's amazing sometimes how we can sit worthy of the calling. We can critique worthy of the calling. But walking worthy of God challenges us to use a total different thing. When God challenges us to use our gifts, he may do it in different ways. I'm going to paint a little picture for you of how things roll. I was watching a movie the other night that I think is always on direct TV somewhere. It's a perfect storm. And you're like, oh, wow. So you're going to use a movie about a maritime disaster to motivate people. Yeah, I'm weird like that, huh? So the scene from the movie that, no, not that scene. That's not motivating. The next scene. So you have George Clooney, who is a sword boat captain. Okay. And as he is leaving dock, as he is going out, to see, to begin a fishing trip, he is narrating things that are seen along the way. I think he cusses in it, so don't watch it. Just listen to how I describe it. But as he does, there is beauty in the simplicity of all the things that other people may ignore. And so I just was thinking along those terms of how does that look in a church? How does that look here? How does, from the moment that that door is unlocked, people start using their gifts. How does that look? The coffee starts brewing. Lights are turned on one by one. Doors are unlocked so people can go to their classes, so they can go to grow together, so they can have access to the places that we need to have access. Musicians begin warming up. Pens and giving envelopes are placed in the back of chairs so that we may give to the Lord. During the months when the snow flies, the shoveling and salting begin. Flags go out to the end of the driveway. Sound media and live stream teams are taking their places, making sure everything's in order. Security arrives to begin their rounds to make sure that every square inch of this place is checked, secure, doors are pulled. That we know what's going on. Ushers and welcome teams begin to arrive and get into position. They greet everyone who walks through the door. 
It's amazing as a pastor when you see people's input, either on a connection card or within Grow Together, that I would say the large majority of people comment on the love that is within this church that they feel as soon as they walk through the door. Life Kid work to provide expertise. They begin preparing nurseries and classrooms. A MERT team arrives to provide expertise and skills should we need it. The adult Sunday school teachers are in their place prepared to teach the word of God. The children's team is in place awaiting the arrival of those kids to check them in. Kids and parents are welcomed at that place and their mind put at ease. Because see, when you're in a new place, it can be weird sometimes to not be in the same space as your child. But to know there's a loving, smiling face that says, we've got this. Go enjoy service. Worship team will gather in a circle in the hallway to pray God's rich blessing over what's about to take place. Visitors from the moment that they walk in are treated like they've been here forever and like family. Areas are secure. Classes are led with excellence. Another service begins at 1030 when the countdown rolls. All the teams are engaged all at once. The synergy that goes on, it's unbelievable. Right now, the things that are happening outside this sanctuary to keep this church going, it's unbelievable, the effort that goes in and how many people. During the service, they remain in motion. See, and throughout the week, things will happen to set the stage for all of those things to happen. There will be planning meetings. There will be shopping trips. There will be decorating. There will be repairing. There will be improving. There will be mowing. All of the things that, and wow, it looks, when people drive by our church, I have been told time and time again, wow, it looks like a putting green. It's always kept mowed so nice. That's testimony. Cards are being sent out through the week to encourage others. Calls and visits are going out. Hope totes are being distributed. Outreaches are being planned. Local ministries are being enriched. Hospitality is being shown to people. This is what a church does. I say that because I can't do those things and do what I have to do. This church is strong because of all of the things that the body does together. There is no small thing. There is no small thing. And a beautiful thing about this church I'm not going to hit that yet. I'm going to leave that because it's a great point to end with. (laughs) Yesterday at our conference, one of the things that was spoken, I think that Julia said it. Church is about relationship. If salvation is about relationship, then what is church about? Church is about relationship. It's about us as a family coming together, not us just flowing in and finding relationship in contact with anyone else and getting our blessing and going out the door. It's about relationship. From the very beginning, from the very start, from the very first grow together, one of the things that we talk about as leaders is discovering your God-given talent or gift and using it within the body to help the body be what it needs to be. That's discipling. We're big on that. But I'm telling you, it's hard to be a disciple if you're not engaged. If you're not engaged. We talk about core values and we try to live by core values. We try to put a stamp of core values on everything that we do. That's our why. 
We're stronger together. Oh, we are. You know, you may think, oh, that got played out during COVID. It's always been true. And as a church, if we are in unity, there is strength that scares the enemy to death. It is our privilege to serve. I love this one. It is our privilege. I have said it before. Maybe a trip to a third world country sometimes, it really squares you up. And I've shared this story about when we were on a work site and a family, it was their great pleasure to allow us to use the restroom at their house. And you know, it's weird in a third world country, it's not a marble bathroom with an infinity or joyful to be it was a five gallon bucket that they every time we came up they were joyful to be able to bless the mission team and empty the five gallon bucket every time someone used it that puts it in perspective for me like that's serving that's serving there this when you are here and god prompts you to be involved be involved Get involved. Serving is joyfully giving of your time, your talent, and your treasure. One of the things that we're big on, we'll always bring our best. That's the Sister Henderson principle there. We will always bring our best. If it's worth doing, it's worth doing with excellence. And God deserves nothing less than our best. And one of my favorites when it comes to serving, we are contributors and not consumers something that God has been burning into my heart is this that you are either contributing or you are criticizing it's true it's very true if you don't think it's true do a walk down memory lane to times you weren't serving and think how critical you might have been just being real just being real but it's our nature Because our heart wants to be involved in something. And when we hold our heart back from doing those things God created it to do, it means all in. Engaged means all in. It means all in. See, I like my Jeep. Some of you have these fancy new cars with things like doors. But I like my Jeep. And one thing that I love about my Jeep is the fact that when I'm driving, I don't have to worry if the computer's got my back when the snow's falling. See, my Jeep, it's just like clunk. And if you've owned a Jeep, you just know. I mean, when I hear that clunk, I am ready like to go monster truck or drive wherever. Like nothing will stop me. When you are engaged, there's no guessing. There is no guessing what's going to happen. When I'm engaged in church, it causes me to develop relationship like we were talking yesterday. It causes me to protect other people. It causes me to see them the way that God sees them. An important passage of scripture is John 15. It tells me that I'm a branch. It lets me know that my job is to produce fruit. But there was something that I was thinking this week that's odd when we were in ministry earlier on and my kids were small God pretty much taking care of the kids sometimes because I would be busy with ministry things and she would be taking care of the kids sometimes when I would be out doing things and that can be tough because we're a team it's tough 
And it's almost like God whispered to her heart, your role in this season is to take care of them because they are going to be something in the kingdom. And this is such a privilege in this time to be able to incubate what God's doing and what God's going to do. And it hit me when it came to branches. Not every branch bears fruit directly. Some branches bear other branches. It can be a privilege for you in this church with the spiritual maturity that God has placed in you to watch those smaller branches grow. To watch them come into their springtime. Oh, you may have weathered storms. You may have been through things that you would not want to go through again. But you are there. You are strong. You are attached to Jesus Christ. And what is going to grow from us? What are we going to support? Because see, in the end, she knew that the ministry that was going on was being enabled by the fact that she was fulfilling that important role in that time. And there are some of us that need door open for someone who in the role that God has given us... You know what it might look like? It might look like holding that door open for someone who has not been to church in 20 years because they have so much church hurt, they don't know what to do with it. And when they walk in and see a smiling face, they're like, this is different. But it is. And I'm telling you, as a body, we have such, such an opportunity. The Bible tells me this. Well, before that, I'm reading about one body, many parts. You know, 1 Corinthians 12. As a child of the 80s, I could not help but be reminded of Slim Goodbody. Um, <laughs> had a teacher. He used to put that guy on in the mornings, and I did not know what to make of him. Did not know. You know, so Slim Goodbody... Some would say that it's like a spandex suit he wore, but I would like to believe you really could see all of his organs and things because I was just gross as a kid, right? But when it comes to being part of the body, understand this. Even the Bible, when it talks about, you know, you're talking about hands, you're talking that there are specific things we always go to. But I felt as if God whispered this to me this week, being the body. Think of all the things that go into keeping the body running. I mean, you just think of a hand. If it weren't for the arm, out of luck. You think of the skeletal system. You think of nerves. You think of all the things that run, like this thought in my brain to move my hand starts and it goes through my body in just an instant. You think of the bloodstream, the fact that if it wasn't nourished, what good, what good would it be? It, it would die. You think of all the things that go into that and you think about the fact that it's an honor for us to be part of the system. And I don't say the system like we're a number, but this system, this body, this thing that is healthy, that is growing. God designed us in a way. And when you read about that in 1 Corinthians 12, but God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as he pleased. There are some giftings that you cannot say you don't have because I promise you God will keep putting you in places where you will use that gifting. I challenge you. 
I challenge you as a church, be like those kids. Laughing so hard. Be like those kids are. I have said it before, I was laughing so hard. A couple of weeks ago, we needed to set up, we needed some chairs. Well, here comes Joel and Micah on their hoverboards dragging chairs. It was like the weirdest, smartest thing I've seen lately, but it was so cool. Like ministry with hoverboards, but they did it with a smile. They did it in a way, and again, Joel didn't say to me, Pastor Bob, I've got to pray about that with the chairs. I just don't know if I feel led. And I say that because as we mature in Christ, we can complicate the childlike nature he wants us to have. I'm saying it for me too. But we can do this. I, when it comes to all of these things that God's placing before us, do you know what the marker is? And this is what I was going to say before, to close this part out. The marker of a healthy church is joy. When I see people serving and you see that joy, that is not something the world can give. What that is, it's almost like God's hand on their shoulder saying this. You're taking the God steps. You're building the body. You're doing what I called you to do. I fell out of my chair when I was, I was, it's come up several times lately. But I almost fell out of my chair when I was visiting Jack the one day. And Jack's like, you know, God's just been putting this word before me and it was edify. And I was almost like, shut up. But you're not supposed to say that when you're visiting. But I was like, edify. Edify means to build or to improve. We have the opportunity to take this word edify in this church and to begin to improve, to begin to build on those things that have gone before, to go farther than we've ever gone before. We can live in a church that truly is a Psalm 133.1, how good and how pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. Unity. I don't want you to be just like me. I want you to be how God made you to be, and I want you to run with it. That's what I want, and that's what brings joy as a pastor. Here is some proof when I say the joy. Give me these slides. Look at that handsome fellow right there. (laughs) But this is their heart. And I'm telling you, any event, go through the next ones. There's happy people. Look at this. This is wild. Half a tree around and he's half, he's doing something crazy. Or him. This, this guy's carrying half a tree around and he's happy about it. <laughs> you look at these things and these are the things that build a body. You can keep going through them. Look at that. Liam's little baby mullet in that picture. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Back when it started. All these things. Look at that. This is joy in serving. Notice the diversity of things that are going on. And wait, do you know what cranks up the joy in a situation? Look at how many people are there. No, Dawn was pouring coffee by herself. She apparently really likes pouring coffee by herself. But these people are all together. Give me the next one. 
this, like we're going to Winterfest. As an adult, I am getting ready to go get no sleep and eat nothing but fast food for the next 72 hours, and I'm happy. That's a God gift. No, you cannot see. This is Joel. He is smiling doing this. This is our live stream. This is so people who can't make it to church can that day. That's beautiful. Give me the next one. Look at that. Even have a date on that one for a keepsake memory. <laughs> Making sure that the slides are running. Making sure that the sound is just where it needs to be. These are not small things. They help the body run. Yeah. Nerf wars. That was a good day. That was a good day. We were not supposed to participate, but somehow I ended up with a Nerf gun. <laughs> no, it gets even better. <laughs> and there was a parent that was sitting up here, like monitoring, and so I was back here, and so I wasn't shooting at the kids. Every once in a while, I'd let one off at this parent that was sitting up here, and I'd see him looking around, like, who's doing it? I'm sorry if you're here. <laughs> if you've seen Mark at this thing, you know, we're waiting helicopters a little off here we're it's a little dicey as far as like the wind's gonna die down are we gonna make this happen he's out there with the crowd just smiling just engaging people just and when it's over this is when it's over all the eggs that got stepped on aren't gonna clean themselves up and he's out there doing that now you can't see it in this picture but you were smiling that whole time and it was a blessing to me to see that and here was a place to just engaging, just being real with people. That's a God-given thing, and here was a place to use it. Signing people in. Greeting people. Have you ever been to this church before? I don't know where the bathroom is. A lot of times I'll be like, I don't either, and it really freaks people out. <laughs> but answering those questions. I mean, look at the joy. Look at that. This is on a family Sunday. People coming in. Show me the next ones. I love it. This is serving. This is not taxing. This is, like I said, once a month kind of commitments we're looking at. Loving on the kids in back. Are we done with the slides? I'm telling you. It blesses my heart when Brendan is up here and you just see the spirit come up on him. And it's all he can do to stay in his space. I love it. I love it. Because what they do, they do with joy. That's baby shark. You're doing baby shark. Kathy really liked doing baby shark, I think, huh? But it was so cool because the kids were eating snacks and the adults weren't just like, do you want another graham cracker? They were engaging with the kids. They were there. And so, church, close this out what we're doing. I just want to thank you as a church. Number one, I want to thank you. This isn't one of those like, we got to do stuff. No. As a body, so many are engaged. Our hope is that as people come in, that the normal path is just engaging right off the bat. We're not about filling spots. We're about people finding their passion. We're not saying the church needs you 
to do this. The church just needs you. There are people here that if we truly believe what I was saying about the body, that there are things that you offer that someone else needs. I encourage you, I encourage you to find a spot. We're going to pray, and after that, I'm going to announce the next steps, and we're going to be praying over our children because school is starting. School started for many, but we want to have prayer over them. So if someone could let Pastor Dania know we're going to be doing that. All right. You bow your heads and we'll pray. Father, I thank you for the fact that you have gifted so many of us in so many different ways. I thank you, God, that the youngest here inspire me. And Lord, I pray that you would begin to whisper to our hearts. Allow us to plug in. Season of not doing, Lord, I pray that you would just end those seasons. Allow us to plug in. Allow us to do things to impact this world, this community for you. We want to be the body that you created us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. As the kids are coming in, they can just come on down here when they come in, and then we're going to have prayer over them. Oh, man. See my Anna Lee. Very nice, very nice. This crew. I like your hat, Coop. I got the shirt that matches that. Come on around, crew. You got this whole area. Come on around. What's up, G? Before we pray for our kids, upon dismissal, here's what's going to happen. We are going to have tables out here. And we are going to have ministry representatives, admins from each of those teams to explain, to answer. If you are here and if you are interested to help get you engaged in those teams. If you are here and you are not doing something, please go by those tables and please take a look. If you are here and you are doing something and you think, you know what, I'd like to do a little more. We're not about doing so much that you get burned out. We're about doing it God's way. So as you leave, please take time to do that. Please go out there and check it out. If you could stand, we're going to pray over these babies here. I mean these older children. I know when I was at a certain age of it, would you call me? Yup, any students, any students, any and all, come up here, come on up here. If you are in high school, if you're in middle school, we want to pray over you. If you're in college, Jesus goes there too. We will pray over you. How awesome is this? are proud of you. I know it's not easy. So church, loud of you. And we are praying for a great year. 
So church, let's pray blessing over them, God's hand of protection, and let's pray for an awesome year for every one of them. Let's bow our heads. Father, right now we come before you. Each one of these precious gifts are a gift from you. As we steward them, as we raise them, Lord, I pray that we would be faithful. And Father, I pray for this school year that's coming up, that it would be a year unlike any other year. Father, right now I speak against words like bullying. I speak against school worry. Father, I pray it would be a year of friendships and a year that they would be able to tell others about you. I pray for the best teachers and I pray for the best experiences. Nothing but the best for this crew. Thank you for each one of them and thank you for what you're going to do. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you.